Welcome to the Same But Different podcast, a show that celebrates humanity, the ways we love others, the ways we keep love from coming in. We're going to dig deep. This show brings a dash of vulgarity and a whole lot of audacity to the Enneagram. If you're looking to know yourself on a deeper level, nurture healthier relationships, foster richer connections, and improve communication to make that happen, then you're in the right place, my friend. Hi, I'm your host, Amy, Enneagram alchemist and a fiercely supportive sister stepping in stride beside you. Are you ready to feel fucking seen? Are you ready to see others? Because I'm ready to ask those questions. The very things we're trying to avoid are exactly what we need to embrace in order to grow. So kick back. Take off your bra, get comfy, and let's fucking do this. I've done it the wrong There we go. All right. Welcome. We have got our friend Kelsey from the Healthy Nine Club from Instagram on here. If you are a type nine, I'm going to have all of her information in the show notes. So her Instagram link, everything you need to get in touch with all things Kelsey for all things nine my very first guest on this podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, so every nine that like reaches out to me and it's like, Hey, I need some resources. I'm like, this is it. This is it. You have to go to Kelsey. She has all the information, all the information. Um, and all the, memes. all the memes. I love the memes though. There is such a place for memes in this world, right? Like it's just one more way. I think to like find yeah. even little moments of connection like that. Yeah. And I feel like pe- some people love to hate on the Enneagram memes. I don't know if you've seen that on um, the internet space. And I'm like, I will defend them to my death because it's, I think if we can laugh at our tendencies, we can look at them and sit with them. Yeah. Right. You know, like it doesn't have to all be serious. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's a really good point because that's just one really small way to give ourselves some grace and some compassion, right? Exactly. Like, oh, that's my humanity again, <laughs> doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like I have, you know, very much a formula of how I write my captions from my memes. And it's always, it's almost like a journaling opportunity. Like I do A, B, C, D, vote which one you know, explains your reasoning behind this. And it's just a way for, I think it works really well for nines because we may not think about like, oh, why do I do that? And so it's just like a little mini journaling opportunity of like, oh, you know what? I think it's B. I think that's why I do that. And it's, it's just kind of like we can laugh and then be a little introspective and then maybe chew on it throughout the day, you know? Yeah. And I love what you said, like a mini journaling moment because for type nines who you guys you all tend to be pretty disconnected from yourself. Mm-hmm. So those yeah. like mini moments, I love that. Like those mini moments, it's an invitation to connect. Yeah. So you can hate on that meme all you want, but ultimately that meme could be bringing someone closer to themselves. And I'm going to celebrate that always. Yep. And, and there's always a handful of people that comment like, no, I don't do this. And I'm like, that's great. I'm so happy for you and you're healthy in that space. And, you know, (laughs) it's not like you're not a nine if you don't do this, but it's like, Hey, do you do this? And if so, I would love to know why. Um, so yeah. And I think just that overwhelm, we don't need some big, huge journal prompt, just a little, like little nuggets, a couple minutes where you can dig into yourself and your motivations. So that's how I think of it. I love that. And that makes it really digestible and doable and more likely 
especially with type nines, right? Like a little more likely that they're going to do it. Like, Hey, I can do this really quickly. It might be it some discomfort, like, but it's just yeah. a moment of discomfort and I can do that. Yes. And like, I think that, like you said, if there's a little laugh that can go along with it, yep. then like, okay, well I can sit with this. Cause it's kind of funny instead of like, you're doing everything wrong and you need to change. <laughs> That's no, just not vibe ever. Yes. Like there's nothing wrong with you, period. Exactly. Yep. No one wants to hear that. Like, I don't think anyone wants to be a part of a community where the whole vibe is like, the way you are is wrong and <laughs> you just need to be different. <laughs> it's just Absolutely. not, just not my vibe. So, so yeah, man, I will defend those memes. Plus, I mean, if we're going to talk about the, the algorithm, memes just do well. And then I'm able to reach more nines and serve more nines. So fight me about it. <laughs> fight me. My little, my little eight wing coming out. Fight me. <laughs> eight wing come out for memes and very little else. <laughs> so did you know, did you correctly type up front as a nine or did you mistype at first? Um, well, I don't think I mistyped, but when I first started learning about the types, you know, I went through like one, you know, I went in order. And so I felt like each type I looked at, I was really able to resonate with. Like I have a lot of one. I have very strong one wing. I really resonated with for, at first I really thought I was a two. Like I read that two chapter and I was like, totally 100%. Like that's me. But I was like, let's keep reading. I have a lot of three in me. I mean, here I am like starting a business and like creating a course. And like, I have a lot of three, I have a lot of four. I'm artsy fartsy as hell and always need to be somewhat different. Um, and then all the way up to eight where I was like, okay, maybe a little eight, <laughs> not didn't really resonate with that one. So I was honestly, at that point I was like, okay, well, clearly the Enneagram is not for me. Um, <laughs> because I'm either like, I must be a 10. <laughs> just, yes. just like, I resonate with all of them. And then I read about nines and literally one of the first things I read was like, it's super common for a nine to relate to all these different aspects of all the other types. Um, but then ironically not resonate as much with like, you know, having your own strong sense of identity, but being able to pull from those other identities when you need to. Um, so I was like, I mean, a lot of people say this, that like, when you realize what your type is, it's, it kind of feels like a knife to the chest. Yeah. Like you're like, Whoa. I just remember kind of being like, like the breath got knocked out of me. And I was in the car with my husband on a road trip and I like started reading this stuff to him and he was shook too. He was like, ah, like, how could someone know, you know, all that, like without knowing you, um, and so, yeah, I don't really think I mistyped, but I definitely at first was like, I don't know, I could be any type, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that is a good indicator for nines right there. Like that's a right really there. solid indicator. And that my next part was going to be, can we talk about why it's so common for nines to mistype? But I, I think you really summed it up because you're really, yeah. you're able to see yourself in all the types. Yes. And I think, I mean, that's really one of our superpowers is the ability to draw from, um, or almost like the way I sometimes describe it is like, we can put on different hats. Um, 
I can put on my one hat when I need it. I can put on my two hat when someone needs help. I can put on my three hat when I want to start a business and make money. I can put on my four hat when I'm writing a song. I can put on my five hat when I'm thinking something through logically or talking, having a conversation with my five husband. I just feel like I have all these different hats I can put on. And then sometimes it almost feels like, well, who am I like without a hat? <laughs> if I don't have a hat on, yeah. um, who am I? And so it's kind of funny because my a lot of my experience has been in musical theater. That's like what I always did growing up, dancing, singing, playing different roles. And that was very comfortable for me wow. because I can put on any hat. I can put on any hat, any time, any day. Um, but then performing on stage as myself. No, thank you. I have no interest in that. <laughs> Like the authentic Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Uh, it very much feels that way to be a nine of, I could, you know, and I have before, I have performed and sung songs just as me, um, not in a role, like for like talent shows and things like that. And I really didn't like it. It was way too vulnerable. And I didn't know who to be in that moment. But like you give me a role and you give me information about my character and you throw me on stage, totally comfortable. Cause it's not, it's not me. <laughs> Do you feel so, like you need more into you throughout time? Um, repeat that again. Do you feel like you've leaned more into yourself and being comfortable saying, here's Kelsey? Um, this might be an unpopular response, but I actually feel like I've leaned almost in the opposite direction of, you know, that is my superpower that I can put on different hats. And so I think it's really okay for me to look at the situation and say, what hat do I need to pull out for this? Um, and just, and letting that be who I am. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have to have like some other super strong sense of identity Although I do feel like I, now that I've done some of that inner work, I know my priorities, I know my values, and I will align my life to those things. But that is also a big part of my identity to be able to draw from, for example, whoever I'm around, people call that merging or mirroring, and they like to say it's a bad thing. I just disagree. Um, I'm able to draw from the energy of who I'm around. And I think that that makes me like, a really fun person to get along with a lot of different people. And I don't think it makes me fake. I just think it makes me able to reflect who I'm around. Um, so yeah, I don't know that I really, yeah, I don't feel like I have a super strong, like sense of self st even still, but I'm leaning into that discomfort of just, that's okay. Cause this is a, a big part of who I am is that ability to, to draw from different personalities yeah and and that's still Kelsey and all of that right like you're mm -hmm. you might be drawing from them but ultimately it's you that's that's right. showing up in that lived experience so thank you for explaining that that's really interesting to hear it's very interesting to hear what a beautiful <laughs> way for you to say this is something I still struggle with but also this is a way I have found to really thrive in the same area yeah, just to frame it differently. Yeah. And yeah, I, th I think sometimes the Enneagram does maybe misunderstand nines. Um, 
and just, you know, those blanket statements, like just don't, you know, don't merge with who you're with, just stay strong in who you are. But I, I think that there's a middle ground where it's, if you're not abandoning your values and your priorities, um, but you're loving on that person that you're with, I don't always see it as a bad thing, you know, to, yeah. to merge and to mirror a little bit. I think that that self-abandonment can be a good gauge for nines, right? Like, am I self-abandoning in this or am I still honoring myself? And if I am really not self-abandoning, I think we're in a good place then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's been funny for my husband to like watch me be around different people. Mm. And I think he had questions at first of like, man, like you really are kind of different around different people. I have one friend who's been like my really close friend since high school. And we're like really goofy, like weird sense of humor. Like I just get weird with her. <laughs> um, and then I have other people where like our conversations are really more serious. And I tend to just let other people sort of set the tone and then I'm happy to just you know, meet them where they are. Um, but I think, yeah, at first my husband was like, are you like faking or like, it doesn't feel that way. No, I'm just pulling on a different facet of who I am. What an interesting, like for someone on the outside looking in, right. For your partner to kind of witness yeah. that. And then like that curiosity for him, like, that's great. He noticed that. And you all, you all, you guys talked about it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was, um, maybe something that took a while for him to to learn that, that, no, this, I'm not being fake. <laughs> I promise I'm not. And if I find myself kind of acting that way, or I do feel fake, then I kind of know those probably aren't people I'm going to be speaking out. You know, if I really feel like I have to be fake with you, I'm, I'm not going to seek out your company. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a difference between meeting someone where they are and not being authentic to yourself. Yeah. Like not feeling safe to be yes, just yourself. Yeah. Or just to relax. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I cannot imagine what your <laughs> DM situation looks like. <laughs> Is there a common theme <clears throat> of questions you get from people who reach out at, for, to you as a type nine, just like common questions around being a nine or struggles? Yes. I love this question. Um, so it's probably partly because my community is very centered around like leaning into the healthy side of nine, but I always get the question of like, you know, here's my situation. Here's how I responded. Is that healthy? I get a lot of questions of like, is this healthy? Is that healthy? Um, of people basically just wanting me to tell them if they're doing it right or not, because I just think it's really funny because we're kind of all a bunch of rule followers. Um, most of us. And, um, you know, we just want someone to validate that, like, <laughs> I did the right thing. Um, but my response is typically always the same. I, I'm not going to look at what you're doing. Um, that's not a, that's not an accurate, that's not how the Enneagram works. It's not what you do. I want to know why you're doing it. Yes. So, um, maybe in one situation you've responded a certain way. Great. That's not enough information. I want to know what's going on in your head and your heart why you responded that way, what your motivation is. And that's going to inform whether or not that's a healthy choice. So for example, like 
people love to rag on like nines needing a nap when things get hard, right? Um, there are times where I think that is a healthy response. Honestly, truly. You know, yeah, exactly. And I think people like to just rag on that, like, oh, well, that's just you shutting down. That's not healthy. Well, okay. If your thought process is, listen, life is a lot today. I really, I'm exhausted. I need to love on myself and just relax a little bit and, and revisit this healthy response. Go take a nap. But if it's your autopilot of just, I can't handle this. And I just, I need to retreat and I, and I don't intend to come back to this with a refreshed or renewed mindset. Well, then yeah, that, that may not be the healthiest response because you're just avoiding, but there's so much nuance there, I think. And people always ask, is this healthy? And you know, it's not really something I can say without knowing more information. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's such a good point. It's the why, right? Are we avoiding or are we resting? Because I think nines are so good at reminding a lot of us that we not just only need rest as humans, we deserve it, period. We all deserve rest. So I very much appreciate nines taking the forefront on and reminding us that we're yeah. worried about that. But the the question of, are we avoiding or are we resting? Yeah, I can see that being really, really important. Yeah. Are we renewing? Like it, and it, it all comes down to that mindset of, am I doing this just to avoid or to kill time or because I don't feel like I can face it or handle it? Or yeah. Am I doing it with the mindset of, you know, I just need this little bit and then let's revisit. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that nuance makes all the difference. Does, uh, does avoidance just feel like a warm blanket to type nines? Is it really comfortable there? Um, in my experience, no, okay. I don't know if all nines would say the same. Cause I mean, I can't speak for all nines, obviously, cause I'm the counter type, but, um, for me, I'm curious who will resonate with this. For me, avoidance feels like I'm trying to think of a good metaphor. It feels like if you put a blanket over your anxiety, but it's still under there, it's still like, it's not restful. Okay. So you Um, need the bandaid, you know it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor for like, if I'm covering something up, but like, it's still... clearly there in the corner of my, you know, of my eyesight. I'm not looking at it, but I can see it moving in my peripheral vision and it, it's not going to go away until I face it and actually, you know, deal with it. So, um, avoidance is something I've gotten really good at not doing. Actually, I feel like that's something- <laughs> I, I, I can avoid avoidance now just because now I've that I I'm very tuned into my body now where I wasn't, I know that feeling of like, Hmm, there's something nagging on me and it, it is upsetting my peace because I, I know I need to deal with that. And I know that if I avoid it, it's only prolonging that discomfort. So now I'm more like, let's get it done with, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I wonder what other nines think about what that, what that, that'd be a great question. Hey, what is avoidance? 
feel like. I was going to say, you should pull your community. I would be fascinated to know that. I think I will when you get off. I'll get off and ask them because maybe for some people it does, you know, make it go away for a period of time. For me, it doesn't, but I'm a little more anxious. So that makes sense. Who knows? Yeah. So when you're talking, so from avoidance, kind of thinking through how nines are known for being disconnected from themselves. Mm-hmm. So when I, the question I get from nines always, other than what are some good resources, what are some good books and podcasts, which we'll get into, it's always, how do I start to do the work? Which is a very big question, right? It's the biggest That's a good question. question. Like, how do I connect yes. to myself? Just send me three bullet points. Let me know. Um, but when you're thinking about type nines in the very beginning of their journey, like a very beginning of their journey, connecting to themselves, are there any good first steps to really waking up to yourselves as a nine? Okay. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is, a, and I think we need to start small as nines. We need to start small because if it's overwhelming, it's not going to be sustainable. So, um, the number one thing I feel like on my journey that just started to help me get out of my autopilot response was just pause. Power of the pause. Yep. If someone asks me a question, pause. Think about it. <laughs> if someone asks me if I can do something for them, pause. <laughs> my autopilot is very much to just, yes, absolutely. Of course. Um keep the peace, keep things flowing, make people happy. Um, but the power of the pause was so helpful for me to just get out of that autopilot response and then think, do I actually want to do this? Why? And then I can feel so, I have so much more inner peace now in my decisions because I have paused. I have thought about it. I have given myself grace for not wanting to do something. And then I can respond in a thoughtful manner uh, that still very much keeps peace. No one is ever like, I am so mad and I hate you now because you aren't baking cookies for the bake sale. Um, You know, (laughs) it's funny how we think things happen. It's never happened. Um, But just the pause, just start pausing and really thinking about what you want to say or do before you say or do it. I love that. And the why behind it, right? Because you said that too. It's pause and and why. Why do I want to do this? Or why, whatever my response naturally might be, why is that? Yeah. And I think I can already hear some of the nines responding. Well, I don't want people to be uncomfortable with my pause. Um, get really good at just communicating. I processed a little slower. I just need a minute. my husband knows this now my husband knows it because I've said it so many times give me five I'm gonna literally set a timer on my watch I just need to chew on that for a minute and people understand they I mean especially Enneagram people um and if they're not Enneagram people you know what they don't have to understand but you're allowed to literally take up space and time and say I need five minutes and then I will let you know (laughs) That's beautiful, beautiful. That's honoring that that's and the other side of that to me is the real peace, right? Whenever you honor yourself with that pause and then think through whatever you actually want, and then whatever that response is, it's true to you to me, not a type nine, but to me, I'm like, that sounds like peace to me. 
what's best for myself. Like on the other side of this, of this discomfort for those five minutes, I know it's very uncomfortable as a two that's hard as hell for me as well. But on the other side of that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it feels like a no, right? Even the Mm -hmm. five minutes to me feels like I'm telling someone, no, it's just setting a boundary. Yes. Which is hard. Yeah. And I think, you know, during those five minutes, something that's been really helpful to me is if it is not a hell yes, it's a no, I'm sorry. I'm just at a point in my life. And I think a lot of people are at this point after just the last few years, if it is not a hell yes, I can do that. And I would love to do that for you. And it would light me up and it would light you up. I'm sorry, but it's a no, because I've done the work now to set my priorities, set my values and live my my life in alignment to those things. And so I'm giving people my best. Yes. I'm not giving them my lukewarm. Yeses. I don't think anyone really wants your lukewarm. Yeses. Agree. Agree. You know, and, and I think that's important for twos too. Just, I don't think anyone really wants to put you out, um, with their request, right? That's just not a loving relationship, but of course, how would they know if you respond? Yes, I would love to. And then you go I, home and cry because you're so stressed I, out and overwhelmed. <laughs> They're not going to know. I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I very much relate to that too. Being a social nine, I'm more of a, like, I, I, my eyes are too big or what is that? My eyes are too big for my stomach. I just want to do it all. I really want to do it all, but, um, you know, you have to really know your own limits and, and be willing to sometimes say no. And that's okay. It feels great after a while. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Period. Not personal. It's not personal. It's not actually it is because it's personal about me. Personal to you. Yeah. But it's not personal about them, right? Like, Hey, yeah, exactly. Do what's best for me, period. Mm-hmm. And learning how to communicate those no's can be, you know, in a way that is clear, but firm and kind, you know, how, how do you talk to your community about leaning into those more like assertive, like an assertive no, or having an assertive conversation, like true, what feels like true confrontation to you all? Mm-hmm. Something that's helped me has been just sticking to, um, my perspective. So just not making blanket statements, but sticking to like my experience and my understanding has been this, and this is what it has felt like for me. And this is what it has looked like for me because no one can argue with your experience of the situation. Um, Obviously, everyone is different and we are going to experience the same thing in very different ways. I mean, look at marriage. You can have like one situation and you're both feeling it and seeing it in very different ways, right? But your experience cannot be argued. Uh, And someone that is trying to argue your experience with a situation is probably not someone that's on your team. Um, But just sticking to those I statements, I feel like in this situation, it's felt like this. It's been hard for me because X, Y, Z. Um, and that way it's not confrontation. You're not coming at that person and like accusing them of things and you're not attacking them. You really are just expressing 
what it has felt like to be you. And a lot of times I don't think we share that stuff as nines. We just keep it close to the chest because we maybe don't think anyone cares. But um, you're wrong. We do. You're all wrong. We all care about you. I promise. (laughs) The people that matter care. That's what I I mean. If they don't care, they're not on your team. So, um, yeah, just those I statements. And then when it comes to those no's, if you're going to say no to somebody and it feels like really scary to you, just like leaning, don't apologize, lean into thank you. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm honestly so honored. It's just not something that I have time for right now. If you want to revisit this in a few months, I would love that. But just in this season, it's too much. Quit apologizing. Thank people. It feels better. It feels better for you. It feels better for them. You know? Yeah. It's, um, I've picked that practice up, even if it's something as simple as, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. I will say, yes. thank you so much for waiting for me. Like, yes. I appreciate you like taking the time to wait for me. And I try very hard to not be late, but should I be right? It's, I don't know. And people, they, they really receive that so well. It's like, Hey, it I like your time and that you waited. Uh-huh. It wow. really lights people up. It's like, I mean, people love to be thanked and to be recognized and it just feels so much better than being self-deprecating and then them kind of needing to placate you it's making it about you know when you're like oh I'm so sorry I'm such a klutz whatever I'm always late it's making it about you but you can flip it and make it about them and light them up and it just feels better on both sides thank you so much for your patience I really it means the world to me thank you (laughs) there's so much compassion in that right there's so much compassion I'm going to receive that so much more and on a deeper yeah. level than what you just said, right? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm always late, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I've heard you say that a million times, but right. it's every time. Thank you so much for waiting. That's oh, every time that's going to feel good. Every time. For sure. I think, it, I think it acknowledges, you know, your the part that they have played in it, which is that they are still sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I love that one, that little trick. So I had been little bit Instagram stalking you in preparation for this. And you had a post quite a while ago where I think it was a story or a reel. It was a reel. Too many platforms and too many. I know. <laughs> I know. Here. There's a lot. There's but a lot. You talked about type nines and the um, natural inclination sometimes for passive aggressiveness. And you had this reel where you said the opposite of passive aggressiveness is assertiveness not aggression. And I thought that was so compassionate and really powerful to differentiate that. Can you just say more about that? Yeah. So I I love talking about this. Um, It's kind of hard to explain without a visual, but I'll do my best. So you have like a chart, you have like a chart and on the top is on the left side is indirect communication. And on the right side is direct communication. And then on the left side of your chart, you have anger and then not angry communication, angry communication and not angry communication. So if you kind of mix those words together to make your chart, basically what you end up with is aggressive, which is direct and angry communication. You have passive aggressive, which is indirect angry communication because there's anger. 
in passive aggression. Oh, yeah. It's just not, it's just not in your face. Um, and then you have, let me, let me think about this. Then you have not angry communication that is still indirect. And I think that's just passive. They just call that passive communication. That's just someone, a lot of nines sit there too, where it's just, I don't even really care. So I'm not even going to engage. And then finally, in that nice, healthy corner, you have direct communication that is not angry. And that is not aggressive communication, assertive communication. But I like to call it now, I I think assertive feels a little scary for nines. It, It still sounds a little aggressive, even though it's not. Yeah. But I just like to say just clear and direct communication. Um, it's really the absence of emotion in com- in communicating. The absence of emotion. That's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And it sounds weird. Like it sounds robotic. And I'm a pretty emotionally charged person. And so that felt really weird for me at first to just not have any emotion behind my words, but it's really, really nice to just say what's in your brain um, and just share what's going on without, you know, anger or any other supercharged emotion that's running the game, you know? That's a great visual. I appreciate that. I'm sitting here thinking of it like in a graphic because that's how my mind works. And I'm like, this is like a powerful visual representation of that because I I had never thought about those different ways that people could communicate when you're talking about anger and passive aggressiveness and like mixing it all up. Mm -hmm. And nines do tend to struggle with not all, but struggle with anger. But then we struggle with the you know, with being direct. And so we do often fall into that passive aggressive area where we feel like we're expressing our anger, almost like we're, you know, we're an instant pot or whatever. And we're like releasing the valve a little bit to release some of that pressure, but it's not the scariness of being so direct and being in their face and being aggressive. And so for us, it really feels like you're expressing yourself, but unfortunately it's not an effective uh, mode of communication. It does not have, you know, the effect that you think it will ever. <laughs> it doesn't ever. It's just not a, a, a communication form that builds up a relationship. I heard a coach say uh, a couple years ago, she said, as far as communication goes, she said, clear is kind. And I will yes. never forget that because it, I also write as a two, I can, I don't lean into passive aggressive as much as I just go to, I skip right on over to aggressive. Um, so, right. So I'm sitting here thinking like, oh yeah, I'm doing the angry, like the angry aggressive instead of just being clear. So I appreciate that. That is so type nine or not right. That just, yeah, being clear being really mm-hmm. and I, I think there's other types that would relate to like certain like oh I tend to fall into this corner mm-hmm. uh, and just noticing oh okay yeah maybe I could slide a little bit over into that healthier space of communicating directly oh, I appreciate that so much that's such a good just visual representation for everyone yeah I love that too that's that's why I had to share that I was like this is so cool and it like really illustrates what's going on inside my head when that happens <laughs> yeah. as a visual person a lot of appreciation I mean, let's yeah 
So I want to chat all things resources as far as nines go. And I want to start with your resources first, because I know you have a subscription, a community you've built. I think an, you're building another community or maybe it's all mm -hmm. the same community. Private community. Okay. Yes. And you're working on a course for type nine. So just tell us all the things that you offer for your people. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So join the community, um, over just on Instagram at healthy nine club, number nine, healthy nine club. Um, from there, I do have a subscription. Yeah. A monthly subscription option. It's only two 99 a month. And, um, for the time being of this recording, it could evolve, but for now, that's re really what gets you just a little tighter access into my inner circle. I will see and respond to your DMS. Um, you can submit what's called a community question, which is where I will post the question anonymously for the community to either vote, um, poll if they, you know, resonate with that, or they can give you feedback response. Um, and then it also just some random behind the scenes type of content. That's just like, just stuff that I'm not super comfortable sharing with the huge community. Like if it involves my kids or my husband. I'll sometimes share that stuff in the subscription. Um, and then I am working on creating a course that will be released hopefully. Uh, so right now it's January of 23. Hopefully by this summer, it'll be released and it will actually be in the form of our own app. So we will have an Enneagram 9 app where you will be able to access your course. You will be able to access a private community, which is only those people who have gone through the course. And so those are like the, really the people that want to dig deep and really do the work, um, and have a tight, you know, a safer community to kind of talk about hard things. Um, and then in the future, there may be some coaching availabilities with me there, but, um, I'm thinking maybe that'll be a little later when my kids are more in school than they are right now. So that's what's on the horizon. So just join, join up at healthy nine club for those of you listening, if you're a nine, or if you, you know, if you've got someone in your life, who's a nine, I have a lot of people who just come there to learn about nines and understand how our brains work. So we have a lot of fun. <clears throat> Sorry. I was just about to say, all of that is still applicable. If like your partner is a nine, or if you have a child who is a nine, right? Like these is of course, it's about self first, like the actual journey. But if you're someone who is interested in knowing about type nines more deeply for whatever the reason, right? Partner, child, maybe it's a coworker, whatever. This is yeah. a really, really beautiful way to get to know that type a little bit more deeply and to get some like insider information. Yeah. And they're great. Like conversation points. I had someone tell me <laughs> this made my day. She told me she prints out my posts so she can bring them to bed and talk to her husband. <laughs> oh, I love that. I couldn't love that I more. Died. I died. Um, because how sweet is that? But she's like, no, I print them out because then I can, it, it starts such good conversations and I can ask him like, does this apply to you? Cause he's a nine. Um, and so she can ask him like, you know, if, if that's, does this how your brain works and whatever. And I'm just like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so if you, know a nine, come follow along. And I've always got options in the stories. 
if you're someone who wants to see the results of a poll, but you don't want to vote on it, you can just click the I'm creeping option. <laughs> it's creep, and you can see the results and you can see kind of where the community is at. Um, and I just think of it as one big, like, like science research experiment. It's so cool. I'm always creeping your stories every single time. When you, when you added the creeping button, I was like, she did this for me because I did that for you. I wanted to see them, but I didn't want to be rude and vote when I wasn't a nine. So I appreciate it. I got I like so many requests for that option. And I was like, okay, I will never go without it now because people are like, I need to know what it says. Yeah. So yeah, that, I think that's a great feature. Are there any additional or outside resources that people, you might generally recommend, whether it's a book, a podcast, are you going to do a podcast? Maybe someday, maybe like I said, when my kids are, so my kids are two, two, four and seven right now. So I'm like in the thick of it. Um, but that's something I'd love to do someday. Um, I mean, I don't know. People always ask me for nine resources and I, I kind of don't know where to send them. Um, because I think the reason I feel that way is that I could send you to a book or, you know, a podcast or, or something that's gonna maybe tell you about yourself, or I could just send you to journal for five minutes a day and actually, you know, create your own stream of consciousness. <laughs> love that and figure out what is already present in your own brain and heart and I think that's probably more powerful than any podcast that you're going to listen to but I've heard people say the peacemaker podcast is great I've never listened to it um I've I've heard that one but that's really the only resource I have anything that's going to point you towards your own like self-discovery like I love journal prompts find a list of 100 journal prompts on for free on Google and just do one each day. I think that's going to be more powerful than anything else. Almost. I appreciate that response so much, so much, right? Like how do we, cause that's some of your biggest work as a nine is coming home to yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think every single reminder that we can give to nines to always go inward, right? Cause a podcast, a blog, if people still do such a thing, right? Like those things, yeah, I all, don't know, do they? <laughs> right. It's all outward. Obviously don't ever stop listening to this podcast. No, <laughs> like we're not saying don't go do all the other things, but right. maybe, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But maybe start here first, the inward part and make sure that's give yourself five minutes a day. Yeah. Give, give yourself the gift of like taking up that space of literally five minutes a day where you even have to communicate to your spouse or whatever. Hey, I just need five minutes and I'm going to go to the room and it's not personal. I just need five minutes to like get my head on straight um, once a day and just see what, you know, comes out on your journal page or find a journal prompt or yeah, just a chance to just kind of connect with yourself a little bit and see if there's anything maybe going on that you're not addressing or that you don't realize is there until it comes out you know? Yes. The journey of waking up to ourselves is wild. Like as a two, my, um, defense mechanism is repression. So Mm -hmm. while I'm not a nine, my work in therapy and trauma work has been literally waking up to myself for the last year. And I have a lot of Mm -hmm. compassions for nine, that being your biggest work, 
because I'm just barely scratching the surface of it. And it's incredibly hard. It's incredibly yeah. hard. And you said it perfectly earlier, starting small. I feel like that's really key. You can't just jump into this kind of work. It's too yeah. much to just jump into at a large way. Like I think small baby steps into like chipping away, like who am I? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm, I'm really excited about this course because it's been in the works for about a year and a half. I have launched beta versions of this course and I have taken their feedback and I have incorporated things and I have changed things and I've tweaked things. And I've asked the community about a thousand questions to figure out like what it really is that will help them, uh, you know, kind of take that leap from if, if they identify as unhealthy or average nine and they just feel stuck, what's going to nudge you in that direction in a gentle and non-threatening and non-pressure way, right? Because like we're, we're so funny. We are people pleasers, but you can't don't pressure me. Cause then I don't want to do it. Yep. It makes no sense. Very stubborn. Um, <laughs> very stubborn. So I'm really excited because I am determined. It's going to be one month. Give me 30 days of your life, 10 minutes a day, period. I am not, it will not be overwhelming. We are not doing big, huge chunks, giant, long 30 minute videos, you're not going to have big, scary homework assignments. It really is going to be kind of like how I run my community, little bite-sized digestible chunks that will just ask you the right questions and help you look inward. It's not me telling you what to do. It's me asking you, what do you want to do and giving you a safe space to figure out what that might be. So I'm just excited about it because that that's very much where I'm coming from is just start small because man, the 10 minutes a day, I think you'd be surprised after 30 days. Don't you think? Yes. Cause how many days collectively is 10 minutes a day after a month, right? Like that's gotta be a couple days combined, like three or four days. I don't know something. Numbers it's are- definitely better than zero minutes a day. Yeah. And oh, <laughs> that's exciting. So what is your like, so say I, I da- I'm a nine, I download the app today. What is your biggest hope and dream for everyone who downloads that app? Oh, I like that question. Um, I think that my biggest hope and dream would be that here's how I think of it. Okay. And, and I, this is coming from my own experience because a handful of years ago, Um, when I first discovered that I was nine, I very quickly realized I was on the deeply unhealthy side of things, not in a good place in any way, shape or form, no matter how you sliced it. I, and I felt stuck and I knew that the Enneagram had health levels and I started to research those, but there's nothing out there that really tells you, okay, how tell me literally what to do and I will do it. They, there's just some like little suggestions and you're, you know, there's no accountability that goes with that. So the way that I think of it is when I was in that time in my life and I was just in that dark point and I felt stuck and I felt like I could never be different than I was. It was like being lost in the woods. It was okay. Well, I don't, I don't know which direction to start walking. 
And I'm afraid that if I pick a direction and I start walking, I'm going to be going further away from help because I don't know where I am. There's no path. So that exactly. There's no path. There's no, so picture it this way. I've been there and I've worked my way out of the woods. I did it all trial and error. I just tried, I threw spaghetti to the wall and I saw what stuck and I did more of what worked and less of what didn't. And that's how I run my business too. do more of what works, do less of what doesn't. <laughs> and so now I'm up here in a helicopter and I can see you and I can see that you're 10 yards from the tree line. I just need to tell you which direction to start walking. So that's where I, my best hope for you is that you can say, okay, I have a hand to hold now. First of all, I'm not alone in the woods. And second of all, I have some sense of direction of which way to go. I'm confident that I'm getting closer and closer to my more vibrant self and my more vibrant life. And then that my biggest hope is that you will get out of that tree line and look back in a couple years and say, you know what, that course was what really just got me started taking those baby steps in the right direction. So I don't claim to be, I don't claim that my course is going to fix you, heal you, cure you, make your marriage all better. None of that. No, my course is designed just to gently, you know, turn you around, grab your hand and just start pulling you in the right direction. Just like I had to do on my own three years ago. <laughs> Made me very emotional hearing you say that, right? You're, I'm not fixing you. I'm not telling you what to do. And if there's a course out there that's doing that, no matter any, any course in this world, that's telling you what to do and telling you they can fix you and tell you it's all bullshit. That's not, yep. this, that's not how this work is meant to be done. What you're right. saying and doing and offering in this app that I'm going to download, not even as a nine that is how change real long lasting sustainable like transformation that's how it happens i am yes. so excited for whoever downloads this app <laughs> do you have a name i just it? it's okay so i'm sticking with my current branding so healthy nine club it's going to be healthy nine course and then we'll have healthy nine coaching um, for those people that are really like, okay, I've taken the course. I just really need some one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so yeah, healthy nine course we're, we're sticking with our current branding, but I, I'm just thrilled because it really has evolved into that from a year and a half ago where I was kind of sitting down thinking, well, how can I walk people through this? Cause it's so personal and it's, you know, it's going to look different for everyone. And, and so then coming to the place I am now where it's okay. Yeah. My job is totally not to tell people what to do. It is just to ask the right questions and just give them some accountability and a safe space to reflect and, you know, make the decisions that they want to make in regards to that. Um, so it's really, really exciting. I, I kind of have goosebumps now and I like shake when I talk about it because I'm just, I am so excited to walk people through that transformation. Cause it's been huge for me, like just life-changing in every area in my career, in, in having the courage to start a business yeah. huge. Oh my gosh. Three years ago. No way. Um, in my marriage, in the way that I show up for my kids, whew, just, I can't, 
I can't stop. I mean, in the way that I exercise regularly now, when I could never do that, I could never do that. I could never stick with something. And now it's second nature. There's just been really huge shifts. And I want that for other nines who I think don't realize what they're capable of. Yes. I I find y'all to be the most, like, give me all the empowered type nines. An empowered type nine is unstoppable. I find you guys to be the most powerful of all the types. Some Enneagram person had said that once. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Give me an aware, right? Like a really aware and empowered nine. You can't stop them. You can't stop them. And you're about to show the world that you're going to lead the way. That's my goal. That's my goal. Because I think really that's what this world needs is listen, this world we live in is wild right now. Um, We need peacemakers who are, who know their priorities, they know their values, and they are willing to to live it out in their own lives in whatever way that looks like for them, yes. right? Not in the same way I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree. I do think that empowered nines are just like a whirlwind, like a force to be reckoned with, right? I'm so excited for this. Okay, I have, I just have some rapid fire questions for you. I'll let you get back to your day. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite part of leading with type nine? My favorite part of leading with type nine. We, I think just being able to get along with almost anyone. That's special. What's your, what's your biggest struggle as a nine? Hmm. Stubbornness. Same. How can people build real connection with you? Ask me questions. Oh, like I'm doing right now. Yeah, um, you know, I love it. People love to talk to me because I feel safe. People don't often ask me questions about myself. <laughs> You're lovely. People who are listening and know Kelsey, ask her more about herself, please. What is something you did last year? It's only been two months or two weeks into this year. Something you did last year that you're incredibly proud of. Gosh. I weightlifted two to three times a week for the entire year of 2022. Wow. Yes. And yesterday I I deadlifted like my record yesterday. So I'm very proud of yeah, little PR. Yes, little PR action. I'm I'm proud of my consistency because that has been very hard for me. And I know that's very hard for a lot of nines. I'm proud of showing up when I didn't want to show up and showing up. You know, I just kept telling myself it doesn't have to be good. <laughs> I just have to show up. <laughs> Love that. How do you celebrate yourself? Um this might sound really weird, but therapy, <laughs> I don't, it is not, um, n- like in my nature to celebrate myself. Um, it's very uncomfortable for me. And so I own, I, now I used to go to therapy every week and now I go once a month, just kind of as like, um, what do you call it? maintenance, I guess. And I have started using that once a month therapy session. Cause it's my money and I can use it however I want. Right. <laughs> I have started using it as reflection on the past month and what I'm proud of. And I just communicate that to her and we talk about it and we process it. 
And then I, I go off on the next month of, of growth and, and, you know, doing sometimes things that are hard and, um, embracing change and yeah, I mean, it sounds really weird, but that's kind of what it's become. That doesn't sound weird to me at all. (laughs) I think people think therapy has to be like, you know, and for a while it was, it was like trudging, let's go back to a decade ago, (laughs) trauma. But, you know, now that we're through that and I feel like I've been able to, you know, grab it and look it in the eyes and let it go. Um, now it's like, okay, we can focus a little more on the present. And I always tell my nines, it's your money, your therapy. You really, you can lead the show if you want to. So I just show up and told her like, listen, I know I'm probably like your weirdest, like, you know, patient client of the day, but I'm just here to like recap and process. And then we can both go on our way. But it's about whatever works for you, right? Like that is what therapy is about is what do you need to be deeply supported? And yeah, I, I'm going to start incorporating that into my therapy. Yeah. It's really, it's really helpful. Like, I, I think, I don't know if you do this, but for nines, I think we don't always pro- like we process slowly, but then sometimes we just don't have time to process life in real time. <clears throat> so like just having that once a month, I'm happy to hand over $20 and then say, can I have an hour to just process the last month? And oftentimes when I do that, it's like, oh, wow, a lot happened this month. And I did some hard things. And, you know, over time, you're like, I can kind of see the fruits of that. And that's really cool. I don't think I would have re- realized or processed any of that if I didn't have that scheduled space. And then I didn't have the accountability of showing up because I'm paying for it. So it's been huge. I hope that the people that feel really called to what you just said will start incorporating that, right? The people that are thinking like, maybe I should try that. If you're thinking that right now and you're listening, try it, right? If it's not for you, don't fuck it. Don't try it if it's not for you. But if you're thinking- (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, but if you're (laughs) like, huh, maybe that would be a good way to celebrate myself no matter your type or anything. That's a really great mm-hmm. way to celebrate yourself and to utilize therapy. Mm-hmm. My therapist and is going to listen to this and be thrilled. Process. She'll be thrilled. Life, life's been a lot. We need to process. I'm not going to process it if I don't have someone sitting in front of me telling me to. Absolutely. Okay. I have one more hey, question. Yeah, one more question. <laughs> How are you okay. misunderstood? <clears throat> Ooh. I think the biggest way that I'm misunderstood, and I think a lot of nines might commiserate with this, is just that, you know, I, maybe all types are like this, but I'm very much an iceberg. I show, what I have chosen to show above the surface is such a small nugget of like what's actually going on inside. Mm-hmm. Um, And if I am choosing to show it or you know, say it or communicate it, it's because it's really, really, really integral and important to me. But there's a lot more underneath that I think just most people don't see. Um, And really maybe even my husband doesn't even see that we just hold a lot close to our hearts because we know that that's safe. We know it's safe there, right? Yeah. Um, So that's probably the biggest way I'm misunderstood is just like, someone, if you feel like you just get me at face value or like you, you're like, 
I, I spent an hour with her. So like, I know her, you don't <laughs> guarantee you don't. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a good lesson for everyone, right? Like as far as building real connection, which is always a big part of my podcast, especially, I mean, it's a two, I'm all about connection, but yeah. I think that taking someone at surface level, there's, you're never going to build anything real there, right? You've got to really take the time. Uh, my best friend's a type eight, right? And so it can really, you have to give people time to be comfortable enough to feel safe, to really yes. show themselves who they are. And if you bypass that time frame of really giving someone the space to be who they are, you'll never get to the heart of who they are, the realness, like the real beauty of them. Yeah. And I think that safety piece is so huge for nines because we will withdraw or shut down if we do not feel like you're maybe a safe person. Um, and it's hard, I think, for us to recover from that. Cause I think we can almost just remember, like keep a tally of like who's yes. safe and who's not. Um, and not, you know, on our end, that's probably not the greatest judgment to make of like, you're either yes or no, uh, period. But, but yeah, just, re just remembering if you're dealing with a nine, how important it is to just create a safe space for them to speak their mind and have opinions and even encourage them to do that if they don't like if they're not gonna we're not gonna offer it up all the time so just like I said asking questions you know nothing shows us you're a safe person like you being curious about us without an agenda and without judgment just like I'm just curious like how do you feel about that and like you know curiosity is so powerful I think in forming connections with people and it's so compassionate. Like I think curiosity is such a compassionate way of being with someone. Yeah. No yeah. matter the relationship. Yeah. It's making it about them and not about you. Um, but then it's also just taking that judgment piece out and just, just, you know, you're learning. We, we all need to, I think, learn how to do this, to converse, not to win or to, um, you know, be the, be the smartest in the room, but to learn. Well, and you so. are so good about like, the nines in my life are the ones always asking the questions, right? You all tend to be so inclusive and you do tend to be really curious and you, yes. you do, you lead the way with asking those questions. So it's like, don't forget to do that in reverse, right? Yes. Yes. I think that's huge. I think we tend to be very introspective. And so we will, we will think of like the deep questions sometimes, and it'll sometimes take people by surprise, like, oh, wow, like you're really a deep thinker, but it, I still remember to this day, um, it was probably five years ago. We had started going to a new church and, you know, we were kind of welcomed into this like small group and, um, they were just the kindest people, but I distinctly remember five years later sitting with one of the other women and she, for about an hour was just asking me questions. And I was like, really, I was very flattered and like taken aback by it because that's not the norm. Usually we are the ones that are trying to help other people feel included and asking questions and like, you know, I just, to this day, I remember her because I, it made me feel so seen yep. and like, whoa, like 
I don't know if nines listening have ever had that experience with someone. Um, but man, if you're in relationship with a nine, give that a try. I think you might be surprised how they kind of light up. I agree. I agree. My mom's a nine. I'm surrounded by nines. I have a lot of nines in my life. So I love that. <laughs> Great information. Thank you. You're my very first guest. Thank you for coming on. All the links to all the ways you can connect with Kelsey will be in the show notes of this episode. Whenever her course comes out, I feel like we're going to have her back on. I want to talk about that more in depth once it's rolled out. I'll share everything on my Instagram. I'm going to stop this recording. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. you. I was happy to be here. I don't know how to stop the recording. Okay. (laughs) Here it is.